What's up, everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the latest installment of the Boot Banter Podcast, the official podcast for the Boot Dynasty League. Guys and gals, we are halfway through the week. It is going to be Wednesday morning by the time you all hear this. So we're halfway there. We're almost to the weekend, fellas and ladies. Uh, we have some news coming down the pipeline. So we, we got college players returning to campus. Uh, we got NFL teams starting to return to their facilities under the COVID-19 guidelines. So stuff's happening and things are moving and we got stuff to talk about. John and I are going to be running through rounds four and five of the rookie draft on this episode very briefly because it's rounds four and five of the rookie draft. Uh, we're going to make fun of a lot of picks. We're just going to glance over some picks. It's going to be disrespectful. It's going to be fun. We're also going to talk about a lot of other topics like LSU news. We're going to talk about how it is absolutely unbearably hot in South Louisiana right now. Um, and just, you know, we're going to veer off topic a lot because this episode, there's not a whole lot of content between rounds four and five, but we are going to make it interesting as always. So without further ado, let's get into it. Episode four of the Boot Banter Podcast. Let's go. Pull up, like How you pull up, baby? How you pull up? How you pull up? I pull up Self in the kitchen Let's go Brand new Lamborghini, fuck a cop car With a pistol on my hip like I'm a cop Have you ever met a real nigga rock star? This ain't no guitar, bitch, this a clock Oh, man, what's up, my dude? Nothing much. Just got back from CrossFit not too long ago. Oof. How's that going? Mm, it wasn't fun today. Dude, I hear you, man. It's uh, it's tough getting back at it after so yeah. much time off. I mean, it's it, like we were doing the home workouts and everything, but like it's just not the same. Oh, so you, you were like, even through the COVID stuff, you were doing like work-ins. Yeah, because he was posting the workouts online and we were doing them at the house. Yeah, nobody yelling in your face to get the hell no. up off the ground. And, and looking at other people doing it, you're like, oh, shit, I got I to gotta hurry up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I went to the gym. My, my gym opened up for the first time uh, Monday of last week. So I mustered up the courage to go out there after work on Thursday. And uh, I was feeling myself. I was feeling pretty good, you know, nice and rested. I only had six months off from the gym with the mm-hmm. wedding and everything. And uh, got a a nice jolt of pre-workout in me and just went to town on some biceps and some oh, triceps. Wow. And uh, it was probably the biggest mistake of my life. I'm sure you felt great the next day. The next day was fine. Uh, so it was Thursday evening when I had the workout. The next day was Friday. Uh, I got off of work early and just kind of went home and was a bum all day. Um, and then we went to the camp Friday evening and started working, doing stuff around the camp, lifting heavy things. Uh, there was a pickaxe involved at one point and mm. woke up Saturday morning and literally could not straighten my arms past 90 degrees. Yeah. It was terrifying as mm-hmm. as someone who like likes to use his arms to do lots of active things. I was like, dude. I would say most normal people use their arms all the time. Is this going to ever wear off? I was like, 
Dude, it, it, I had to physically like pry my arm open and it was just screaming pain. I was sweating through it. Yeah. I had never experienced that before. It goes to show you, man, you just got to be careful, especially after mm-hmm. so much time off. During phase two, we are back though, man. The gyms are opening, restaurants are opening. Uh, I went and sat down at a restaurant in New Orleans today for the first time. And uh, they're a little bit different than Metairie and I'm sure Covington in that. Yeah, I mean, Covington has been open for forever now. Yeah, so New Orleans has kind of lagged behind. LaToya the Destroyer is trying to just, Mm -hmm. you know, be an overlord to everybody. So we went over there and me and my buddy Chad, he – oh, I don't know why I said my buddy. You know Chad. <laughs> we went to Blue Oak, got the famous chicken sandwich. Ah, uh, there you I go. I don't know why. It was Tuesday, isn't it? We were not provoked. We did not lose a bet. We weren't dared, but we went and got the chicken sandwich anyway. And let me tell you what, dude, uh, it was an experience like no other, as always, with that chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. First of all, the thing weighs like a pound, and the the oh, I've had it. I had it with you. Yeah, the the breast of chicken that they deep fry and batter in hot sauce is like three times wider than the mm-hmm. bun so by the time you get through the chicken breast to the full before you take yeah. the first bite of the bun you have you have to power through it so it's spicy it's hot outside i think i went into like a small coma after i got back to the office and got into the air condition i just uh, oh, that's what happens. I was sweating. I was sore. My stomach hurt. It was just an awful, yeah. awful time. But we did it. We had to wear our masks when we went in the restaurant. Oh, God. Um, but, you know, it was a good time. Good times are had by all. Yeah. We have to um, wear a mask at Old Rail to take order- orders from people. Yeah. And, and most restaurants, even the ones in Metairie, are still in that phase where all the... It is miserable. Yeah, all the servers have to wear masks, and it's always yep. awkward because you have to ask yep. them every other word. What are they saying? Yep, people can't hear you. It's hot as hell. You can't breathe. <laughs> um, it's it's not it's not a whole lot of fun. Oh man, but it's good to see things opening back up, and I'm excited. Yeah. We got things happening in the football world, dude. Some good, some bad, mm-hmm. some normal, some abnormal. Um, Tuesdays. Uh, Coach Ed Ogeron comes on the Off the Bench podcast or the Kingmaker the radio show to talk to T Bob and uh, Jordy Jordy Collada and I dude I love listening to that to that show mm-hmm. I pretty much listened every single day leading up to yeah. the 2019 season and during the 2019 season those guys are really entertaining and they pull some uh, some solid guests. Yeah, Jordy is relentless with getting guests on that show. Yeah, so they get my favorites are the ones with Dick Vitale. <laughs> dick, Dick, the Dick, Dick, the Dick, Dick, <laughs> Dick, Dick. It's my show. <laughs> I'll ask the questions, Dick. Oh man, that that guy. I love Jordy, and and they get Ked, Coach Ed Ogeron on every Tuesday, mm-hmm. and so we're gonna. I guess every Tuesday, whenever a podcast falls out on that day, we'll give an update to the people at home on what Coach O was saying about the team and today got me pumped up. I don't know about you, but it was a jam packed show. Coach Ed was talking about practice and, and players that are practicing voluntarily. And this is something that, that coach O raved about leading up to the 2019 season is that the guys are 
they're catalyzed. They're a unit. They're getting together as a full team, not just certain guys, and going out there voluntarily in this heat and practicing, chopping it up. And uh, it's exciting to see. Miles Brennan looks like he's going to be a leader. Uh, whether or not that translates to production on the field, we'll see. Um, he's up to 218 pounds, so almost 220 pounds. I think he's crazy to see where he came from. He came in like well below 200 pounds. In, oh, yeah, and they and they couldn't put weight on him. Couldn't. They were trying to get him to eat like 5,000 calories a day. Yeah. Couldn't put weight on him, dude. So it, it's all or nothing for Miles Brennan this year. Uh, he's got the team behind him, the coaches behind him. He's got the arm talent. Um, we'll just see how that translates to production. And he's a redshirt junior. He's a redshirt junior, so. Yeah. He's, I mean, how many, how many times do you see – a, like in today's college football, see a redshirt junior, junior come on and takes his first and, meaningful snaps. Yeah, yeah, it never happens. It's going to be interesting. Um, a lot of people are counting out the offense just because of Joe Brady leaving, but I'm still excited. You know how I am with this team. They have man. enough. They have enough talent to be good. You know how I am with this team. I will always err on the side of hope and belief. You got to believe, man. Not now. Now you will. Oh no! It was always the the uh, hope, the hope and the belief we won't, was always. We won't there. get into this. No, we'll, no. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's give the people <laughs> what they want because. Oh, while we're on the subject, I um. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, 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 no. You said I was just gonna say I was gonna say that in like to me it angers me that Coach O has not said anything about all this stuff that's happening right now. With all the current events and civil rights and whatnot. Yes, he hasn't said a damn thing. Is that really like and, and, a requirement to actually creating not, change is saying something in public? It's, it's not. It's not. But he, it, he has. He is the biggest platform because he just won the national championship. Yeah. It's now the biggest platform he's ever going to have. And a lot of college football is run off of African-American kids. And to me, I feel like he should use his platform that he has to say something yeah i agree and he he could and, release and no one and no one has said anything no one has said anything about it like like saying like your silence is part of the problem and stuff like that like it doesn't matter because it's coach o, it's i know a lot of i know you're always going to be the voice of reason with coach o. that's all i'm saying you're always going to be the voice of reason you're always going to be the well butt guy with lsu football and coach o. you know you're it's not even a well butt. it's just like i think that he should say something he does and he does need to come out with some kind of a statement i think i think it's important to have a voice in all this but i also think the overwhelming theme here is to be a good listener and all indications coming out of the program is that Coach O has held uh, conference meetings with the players about this, and he's listening, and he's catalyzing the team. And uh, one initiative that came out of this is that the entire team will be registering to vote. Uh, so I think that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And, you know, I he could say something, like you said, but I think the more important thing right now is to be a good listener. And um, I understand that. He's I'm doing that. He's bad. I'm he's not saying he's that. a bad person because he's not doing it. I'm just saying like oh, he should. John. Oh, John. We don't hey, we don't need to go down this road, John. We we hey, at least at least it's not at least the stance isn't about uh domestic abuse. All right, let's move on. <laughs> oh man. Why do you hate Coach O? Uh Peter Parrish. 
Peter Parrish? He, he got kicked off the team. Wait, what? He He's not in school. No. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. He got kicked off the team? Our backup quarterback is Max Johnson. How do you know Peter Parrish got kicked off the team, though? Maybe he just wasn't. A while ago. Did he really? I'm pretty uh, sure. No, I, va- I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, okay. So that's why he wasn't mentioned today with the quarterback depth chart. It's basically Miles Brennan, the true it's, freshman, Max Johnson, and yep. then TJ Finley. So pretty God nothing happens to Miles Brennan. Hey, dude, you got to believe, Actually, man. He's this good. Kid, he's, this, he's good, but I, I, I don't want a true freshman starting. This kid, Max Johnson, looks the part of, yeah. at least physically, an NFL starter. The dude's like 6'5", 215 plus. Yeah. No, uh, he's gonna be really good, I think. But I don't want a true freshman. Starter. He's got he's got the hype, dude. His dad was an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came on Super off Bowl the bench winner. this week. Yeah, Super Bowl winner. I don't know what team he played for. The Buccaneers, I think. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So he's got the pedigree. I like Max Johnson. Uh, obviously, I don't know anything about him, but the team's I'll very see. high on him. They're they're high enough on him to name him second after well, Miles Brennan. They don't have anyone else. It's him or T.J. Finley, and I, I think. Sooner or later, T.J. Finley's going to move to tight end or to offensive tackle. Oh, Jesus Christ. Or transfer. Oh, man. He's too big. I think he could stand to lose some weight, T.J. Finley. Uh, I saw him him play live in in person at his high school in Ponchatoula. Uh, My brother was, you know, he was out there playing wide receiver for the St. Paul Wolves. And uh, I got to see T.J. Finley play, and he just looked like a man playing with a bunch of boys. He's, and inside uh, scoop from Danny Dunn um, said that TJ Finley is not the best character guy. He's pretty selfish. Wasn't really friends with people on the team. So if you saw a draft day, um, then you'll know that that's a big <clears> red <throat> flag. They probably didn't go to his birthday party. <laughs> they didn't go to his birthday party. That's a big red flag. Browns won't draft him. I can tell you that. Oh, my god. Sonny Weaver Jr., so this is a draft day podcast now. <laughs> we're, we're reviewing films. <laughs> oh, man. What about Nick Stores? Do you know anything about this dude, Nick Stores? He's, um, he's pit- good at baseball. A pitcher on the baseball team. He was a top 100 recruit in baseball, six foot six, 260 plus, And he's working out with the football team as a tight end. I don't know what he's doing, man. I, it's probably just going to be one of those things where he doesn't really play. But his buddy Mo Hampton, the the two sports star, he convinces his giant friend to come out and try out for the football team. <laughs> Literally, and he's gonna he's gonna he should, uh, he should try out for the basketball team. Really, he's gonna six, draw six. in some fans. Uh, there's a lot of deranged fans who follow the baseball team. I don't know why, but uh, I'm sure they'll be they'll be clued in to see if the it's, we're gonna, we're not going to make this a baseball podcast. <laughs> if Nick Storks comes out there at tight end, the, the people will be hype. No, he's going to be Nick Storks forever. <laughs> uh, but, dude, the tight end room, I don't know why anybody would try and join this no, tight end room. I, he might not be able to play any other position. Bro. But, I mean, how long has Jamal Pettigrew been here? Six years? Jamal Pettigrew might be 30 years old at this point. He's, he's, he's been there since I was there. He feels like a Zach Von Rosenberg type player <laughs> right. that just never will graduate. But He's Hayden Hurst. Eric Gilbert at tight end is exciting, mm-hmm. man. He's He looks – I know this is a cliche term, cliche alert, but he looks NFL ready coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. 
uh, highest rated tight end by all the recruiting ever? sites ever. Um, yeah. And then you also have the freshman uh, Cole Taylor out of uh, mm-hmm. Colorado, our for LSU's first recruit out of Colorado. Wow. Yeah. And Tory Carter, the the madman, the, the maniac, the, the H back. I love Tory Carter, man. That dude brings grit yeah, to the team. Yeah, me too. He is a scary looking dude with He's that eye black. <laughs> I love it. He's a nutter, man. You gotta have one in every crowd. And then uh, they they mentioned the the team's kick returners being Trey Palmer and Derek Stingley Jr. I don't think there's any uh, there's any no. surprise there. All cool with me. Yeah, Derek Stingley is the best player on the team by far. Yeah, Trey Palmer, he's a track guy, so he'll probably be be back there for kick returns, taking over for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. So a lot to be excited about for this LSU team, man. I know, yeah, I know they got a lot of talent, man. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't don't give me all that shit, man. We got it. We got this. The offense is gonna not skip a beat. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? Uh, we got a lot of talent. We... That's all I said. That's a good thing. It's not like I'm saying the guy sucks. I know a lot of people feel like talent is the only thing that this team has going for them, but uh, I think the coaching staff really, really. You have the core guys. I know we had a lot of losses of like assistant coaches and analysts, but the core guys are still there. I'm I'm still not sold on Ensminger, man. Is that dead air or If you're talking, I can't hear you. Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. I, uh, the wife called wanting f- for me to uh, go down there and help her bring the laundry up. I told her to just leave it in the car and I'll get it after. Okay, you're good. Did you hear what I said? No, what were, what were you talking about? Um, we were talking about the offense and you were talking about the coaching staff and I said I'm not sold on Ensminger. Dude, you don't like Slinger. You don't like Coach O. No, Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Slinger is that I saw him call an offense two years ago, and they sucked. And I was with Joe Burrow. Okay. And then they get Joe Brady in. Yes. And now right. now the offense is really, really, really good. Yep. I don't know what like what to expect from him. He's been anointed, man. People, He's been anointed by, people, by Joe Brady, the God, and he has – Listen to Joe Brady's I, sermon, and that could be the case for sure. The Bible is written on this yeah. offense, and it's not going that, anywhere. That could definitely be the case. I hope that he can keep it up. Uh, I mean, I'm optimistic that he can do it. I, I just don't know. I don't know. Like my thing is that like a coach is worth if other teams are going to try to get him. Nobody wants him to be their offense coordinator. Whatever, because everybody thinks but that Joe I, Brady I, is. You know everything, and, and and it could be, but I, I like I said, I saw Ensminger call an offense with that Joe Brady, and I saw him call one with with Joe Brady, and there's a huge difference between the two. So like, so we want to talk about I, Scott Linehan, the the longtime NFL offensive coordinator. I, I who, saw the Cowboys offense; they weren't very good either. But but uh, led the league in passing many many years in a row. Yeah, how many? Yeah, how many years ago was that? Um, that was the Calvin Johnson era. So at least four years, I'm going to say four years. Yeah. Uh, but 
you know, having a top 10 offense in the it, NFL is a pretty good resume builder. I understand that. And who was the guy that, uh, that Les Miles brought in from uh, Cam Cameron? He was also an NFL guy. So I don't know anything about I'm Cam hold Cameron's my history in the NFL. But Cam Cameron was an offensive coordinator for the Ravens and an interim head coach. We know how this is going to go. This this LSU weekly update that we're going to do. I'm going to be super optimistic. I'm going to be the guy, and I'm going to be realistic. You're going to be the you're going to be the voice of reason. It's, That's how and it it's is. not even like I'm being negative at all. I'm just saying oh, like yes. let's oh, oh yes 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 yes. You are the pump the brakes. You are yeah, the let's hold on. Whoa there, buddy. Uh, and I don't appreciate it, but. It's good for radio. Slow your roll. It's good for radio. So we'll keep it going. Like we can have a we can have a weekly LSU segment. That's cool with me. Tuesdays. Give me Trey Palmer though. I want Trey Palmer on the field. He's exciting, man. He's exciting. Let Racy be the fourth wide receiver. Racy, you got the freshman coming in, Kayshawn Booty. You got the other freshman. He's gonna be good too. Coy Moore. He's good for Debbie. Speaking of Dynasty. Coy Moore. Yeah. We should talk about actual NFL players. Like Max Borgie? No, I'm not. That's I'm not a big Max Borgie <laughs> guy. You don't like Christian McCaffrey? Oh yeah, he's the next Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> he's a white guy. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's about all he is. Is he's white and he catches a lot of passes. And he, I mean, I'll take it. Moving on. Austin Eckler. We're not going to talk about. We're going to talk about Max Borgie. All right. <laughs> um, let's get in. Let's get into it. Some other weird news: uh, the Mike Gundy Chuba Hubbard scandal. Um, Mike Gundy wore a America, well, one America news shirt, OAN, um, and Chuba Hubbard briefly uh, quote tweeted it and said that he's not going to play until things change. This was a took, very one day. This is a very weird thing because yeah. I don't know a lot about One America News, so I did some research, and it seems like they're like most other political news sources where they're they're very biased they're very far right and they Mm -hmm. they give these quick like very brief blurbs half truths yes they come off as very non-confrontational and we're just going to deliver the news but they choose to highlight certain things that it gets the it gets the message across it pushes the narrative the narrative and it Mm -hmm. feels it feels really mind controlly and yeah Seems like they're a pretty scumbag organization, much like CNN or Fox News, which is why this yeah. is so weird. There's no news that's good. This is weird because, like, if the guy was wearing a CNN shirt, his recruiting – It wouldn't be a big deal. His recruiting ratings would go through the roof. Yeah. And my thing is that, like, <clears throat> he's fishing. You don't wear nice clothes to go fishing. So maybe that's like a junk shirt that he got from somebody and he's just wearing it to go fishing. I couldn't tell you the things that I've worn on a fishing boat, especially yeah, like especially going offshore <clears throat> where you're going to get dirty, covered in fish slime. You're not going right, to wear exactly. a shirt that you like. Regardless, he wore a shirt that it's represented – Out of context. He was yeah. representing some scumbags with that shirt and Chuba Hubbard got his panties in a bunch and said, I'm not going to play – or be associated mm-hmm. with the college as long as things yeah. don't change. And, and wrapping that up to the league is like that he people were speculating he's gonna join the supplemental draft. It was it was just it, it made me feel really uncomfortable. Um and then the videos that followed where it's literally <laughs> Chuba and Mike Gundy 
Chuba has his arms crossed. He looks like someone who's, you know, being held prisoner. Yeah, hostage. And Mike Gundy sitting there saying, uh, we're a team. We're not going to be divided. Everything but sorry. Uh, didn't say sorry once. And he did. He reached a video today. He said sorry. Chuba Hubbard is just sitting there like a scared puppy who was just backed into a corner, and he's like, mm-hmm. "We're gonna, we're gonna use this as a positive, and we're gonna spark change from this." And at the end of the video, Mike Gundy basically forces him to shake his hand and give him the old hug, and yeah, to adapt. And Chuba Hubbard's stance was so strong, and he just folded and like yeah in one day it, it took one day it made to it made everything seem ingenuine and it made it seem misguided which is yeah my opinion on how all news today is perceived is that it's all and nobody really should be watching the news people should just be forming no. their own opinion they should be informed on what's happening but not forming opinions based off of what they see on social media it's gross basing basing and off of biased opinions it's exactly and they don't have any intention of giving the news and getting on with their life all of these news sources OAN CNN Fox News MSNBC it's really the driver behind the divide in this country is all of oh, these absolutely all of these ne- uh, negative fear based like and like using half truths to tell their side of the story, yeah, and when you man. don't actually know what's true and what's not, and you're like, right, well, and that's the source of a lot of angst and anxiety in this country. Uh, my my parents actually follow, uh, they follow the news very closely, and just the other day, my mom had like a nervous anxiety breakdown because of all the stuff that's going on in this world, and I'm just like, mom, you're mm-hmm. you're and you're letting too much into your brain that you can't control, and you're letting things affect you that um really should are out of your control you're you're choosing to see the negative in all of this when really there's a whole lot of positive that can come out of all this right yeah like i see a lot of videos just as many actually that you know show real peaceful protests police officers and dealing with them protesters coming together and and officers speaking out about not wanting to uh, continue this racist, you know, culture that is so deeply rooted in our police system. You know, police uh, forces were actually formed, uh, at least some of them in the uh, the Northeast, were formed as ways to control minorities. Um, there's yeah, and, and, and if anybody is interested, there's a documentary on Netflix called The 13th that talks about the 13th amendment, like banning people being owned as like ownership. And um, I watched it the other day. It was actually pretty good. So it, yeah, I, I would, I would encourage everyone to be informed on all of the issues going on right now, but not to let these fear pushing narratives to fear mongers to really seep its way into your life and let it affect you in a way that you can't even enjoy life, which is what a lot of people are experiencing right now. And I choose not to be like that because whether or not the world is falling down, we are alive and we only have so many hours in the day. and We only have so many years and days to be here. So we have to make the best out of it. I'm choosing to be, on the right side of history. You know, I, I run pretty regularly at the park and I have this little social experiment in my head where every person I pass black or white, I smile, wave, say, how are you doing? And you know, it's really sad. The amount of people that just sit there and stare at you with a blank look on their face Mm -hmm. 
and not offer anything back in return to your kind, just like peace offering gesture, just trying to spread some positivity out there. But there are people who smile and wave and appreciate you. And that's really, that's what I choose to focus on. Some people want to focus on the negative and uh, you just got to see the positive in the world because there's a lot of good out there. You just got to look for it. And my thing is that like control what you can control and be the change that you want to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Do whatever you can do inside your own space and make a change as much as you can. Be be, be something that you can be proud of. Be a light where there is darkness. Yep. Speaking of darkness, we're going to get into the fourth and fifth round of the rookie draft. (laughs) Nice. Gosh, man. It's, you know, honestly, I saw some things down here in the fourth and fifth round that, you know, raised some eyebrows, but for the most part, it's pretty gross. And we're going to dig into these picks that are just throwaways. And uh, let's, let's start with one that wasn't a a throwaway. The 401 Adam Troutman falls all the way to the fourth round. I know. I couldn't believe it. Supposed to be in a saints, a saints player. Trey. Like I, I could have sworn he was going to go second, second round. And I, I would have, I probably would have put money on it. He wouldn't make it past the three Oh six. And it was, it was really interesting to see him fall. I got aggressive at this point in the draft where, I saw Adam Troutman and Joshua Kelly sitting there, and I offered Trey, who made this pick, uh, I think I offered him like a future three and a four and both of my fifths this year, um, which he Damn. turned down. I offered the same thing to uh, Chad for the next pick. He turned it down. Treyway He said, all right, I'm not getting my guy. Treyway gets him somebody that could very well be a – league winner a couple years from now jared cook we know how the saints use their tight ends their receivers Mm -hmm. they don't really have traditional tight end uh, concepts where they're going to be in line blocking a lot uh josh hill to do that you got exactly you got josh hill and you got one of the best offensive lines in the league to do that jared cook we know what he is he's athletic freak a late breakout but he turns 35 after this year and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent adam troutman solid pick can't believe he fell this far. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to really add. But uh, Senior Bowl, you want to talk about Senior Bowl? Tore it up. Mm-hmm. Um, a smaller school, but he's 6'5", 255. He was the guy at the Senior Bowl. Like, he was the guy who yeah, everybody was calling out end. as the alpha male, along with Van Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> Like and, and and being the the starting tight end for the Saints in a year maybe yeah it's exciting can't really, unless there's another Kobe Fleener mm-hmm. okay moving on the four hundred two Chad drafts Joshua Kelly the running back for the Chargers I think we both uh, have a good understanding of this guy he's a good all purpose back and uh, we know what Eckler is the dude weighs like a buck eighty. Uh, and um, I talk to on the podcast. Oh, Meg wants to talk on the podcast. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, talk about Josh Kelly. Hey, Meg, who is this? Who, hey, who is this? Hey, hey, I'm stepping in, I'm, I'm taking over. Uh, who are we talking about here? Joshua Kelly, running back for the uh, LA Chargers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so where did we leave we off? Left off at uh, he's a great all purpose running back, and uh, the starting running back weighs like 160 pounds. 
Mm, okay, how are we feeling about that? Um, you know, I think Chad kind of just lucked into this pick because he was the next guy up on the clock in Joshua Kelly. Oh, what a Chad move. Chad, Josh Kelly uh, was supposed to be drafted a lot higher than this. Yeah, just Chad being Chad, you know? Yeah, he just he lucked into a good one here, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, solid solid guy. Really, really good on the depth chart. Um, um, really good lateral side-to-side movement. Um, big hands means big feet, fast runner. Um, I think you covered, what else I think you you covered a lot of the points of why John and I both love this guy. (laughs) Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Good in the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, all around just, I really like this dynamic. Can you just stay on for the rest of the podcast and, and me and John can catch up next week? Yeah, absolutely. So who's up next? Let's just keep this Next, rolling. we got LaMichael Pirine. Uh, Team Schaefer drafted this running back for the Jets. Uh, and it, the who? It, it, the- was a, it was a total waste, waste of a pick. And uh, I, think, I think Team Schaefer is really just on autopilot here, just taking the, the guy whose name is at the top of the list. He's got a cool name. you got to give it yeah, to him. Yeah, Lamichael. Uh, he went to Florida, so everybody's real familiar with him. Uh, played in the SEC. Okay. Not a whole, not a, mm-hmm. not a yeah. whole lot to offer them. Other than a cool name. Other than that, no, I don't see any upside here. Well, his brother played in the NFL, so it's genetic, man. We've got good genes, if anything, good genes and a cool name. So a good pair of jeans is crucial to any person's success. And uh, mm-hmm. this next guy, Absolutely. this next guy also has a cool name. Uh, the four of four was Eno Benjamin. Running back for the Cardinals. Cardinals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Backup? Yeah. Yep. Backup. Hold on. Uh, I'm just getting some statistics here. Uh, backup to Chase um, Almond. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't have my glasses. Edmonds. Yeah, he's, he's not going to see a lot of playing time in his, in his first season. Uh, he was like a seventh-round pick, um, but he's very productive in college. And he's got the explosion in the receiving ability. Yes, indeed. I just um I just found out that I'm being recorded. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna be blasted out to Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Facebook Live. I just wanna make a quick shout out to my fans. Holding it down for you, huh? Oh my God. Okay. Well, uh, I got to check out. So it's been great talking with you. Thank you for letting me co-star. Anytime. I would love to do this. Co-host. Co-host. I would love to do this every week. All right, man. You take care. This has been the Meg Minute brought to you by Monster Energy. Oh my God. Tap out. No, brought to you by Tap Out. Tap Out CrossFit. Yeah. You know, you know Tap Out. The UFC stuff. Yeah. Chuck the Iceman Liddell out. Thanks, Meg. John, this was this was a, a special treat. I don't think the viewers and the listeners really understand how gifted they are with that hard hard-hitting yeah. analysis from a source that they never really expected. It's kind of like when you go yeah. to a movie with your girlfriend and she picks out like a really girly movie and you wind up crying and now it's your favorite movie. So, thanks Meg for being my favorite movie and I hope to see you every week. Yeah, um yeah, she uh, she's definitely got some hard hitting analysis and everything. She's very well informed. Yeah, a lot of upside. A um, lot of upside I see in her. A little upset we didn't talk about Justin Jackson at the four hundred two. 
we're not going to talk about uh, Justin Jackson. Why do we have to talk about Justin Jackson? He's basically he's 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 the other half of that one one punch for the Chargers. He's like a a lesser version of Austin Eckler. Right. So if Austin Eckler, who is not very big, um, gets hurt, then they're going to put hello. the big guy in. No. Justin Jackson's uh, good, and Joshua Kelly's a nice guy. Joshua Kelly is a nice guy. <laughs> and then, you know, Benjamin, it's like the opposite. So, like, Joshua Kelly is Chase Edmonds. And Chase Almonds. Justin Jackson is, and is you know, Benjamin. So, they're the, they're the opposite. He's Chase Almonds. Yes. Oh, man. So, yeah. She, lo- she likes we, we think – and we think Lamical P. Ryan is a waste of a pick. Uh, Team Schaefer does it again. He's on autopilot. Uh, I mean, he's the backup. He's the backup to, to Love Bell. Uh, no, he's not. That's Is that Frank? Uh, they have Bilal is that Frank Gore at this point? Uh, is he on that team? Let's, let's look. I think Frank Gore might be on the Bills now. Or was he on the Bills last year? Oh, he was on the Bills last year. I think year. he might be on the Jets. Let's see. New York Jets. Guys, we come prepared to this show. All right, here we go. Lev Bell, Frank Gore, Michael Pirine, Josh Adams, Kenneth Dixon, Trenton Cannon. That's not Dude, bad. I, That's not a bad group they I got. I stand Frank Gore Josh Adams? forever. I think I, I, need, I really need Frank Gore to stay in the league for three more years so we can see him and son? his son in the league at the same time. This is, this yeah. is my dream. I remember being oh, a, a young buck in high school, uh, running, watching Frank running Gore the halls, kill it on the 49ers. running the halls of St. Paul's, stealing from Lost and Found, and dominating my league with Frank Gore and um, who's the guy from the Ravens who beat up his wife? Ray Rice. Ray Rice, man, that was my squad. Yeah. Also had this guy from the Lions whose name was. Uh, Shit. Theoretic? No, 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 no. Uh, Javid Best? Javid Best, son. That's a throwback. Man, he was I had good. Mike Vick that year. I had Robert Griffin the Ooh. third that year. Oh, boy. I dominated. I think I, I think I won that league pretty handily. It sounds the, like it. And how? And looking at this depth chart, look at how far Josh Adams has fallen. Wasn't he a tight end for the Eagles? No, he was a starting running back that had a lot of value for the Eagles. Oh, he was Josh. Josh Adams was the kid from uh, Notre Dame, right? Yes. Yeah, I never really saw anything in him. Yeah, I never really saw anything in him. But uh, he had a couple good games. King Schaefer took Frank Gore's backup to the backup. Yeah. And uh, he's going to be a nice water boy for the Jets this year. Team Schaefer is just on autopilot here. He's going to be another Samaji Piran without less production. Speaking so. of Piran, 403, Lamical Piran from Florida. We just, we just, talked we about just said he's a waste of pick. I just, I just heard, I just <laughs> yeah. heard Piran. I just went off the list. Samaji. We're going to be here all night if we don't get through some Let's picks, go. dude. Let's go. You know Benjamin's the backup to Chase Edmonds. So. Oh, you would say that. I think he's no, look at the one look at the one game that David Johnson was out. Chase Edmonds started that he was healthy. Okay, whatever. And then he got hurt. And then Kenyon Drake came in and and had a like unsustainable, unsustainably high output. But 
the one game that Chase Edmonds was there as a starter, he scored like 35 points. Yeah, he, he was nice. He was nice. Uh, and I, I, I think – I mean, Eno Benjamins was a seventh-round pick. So yeah, that's weird. Wasn't that weird? It was super weird. I think he, he should probably should have been picked way high. Should have been picked over Anthony McFarlane for Definitely sure. Definitely over Lamical Piron. Yeah. I really liked Eno Benjamin. Uh, throughout Me too. the 2019 season, he was ranked up there with the best of them. I mean – and he he did really well in the pre-draft process. Yeah, like, like, everybody's thought that he was gonna make he was make a mistake like fluctuating weight and stuff like that. But explosive I mean, the combine. Uh, he's got great receiving chops. He, he's garnered up a lot of receptions throughout his career. Um, so I, I think I think the Chargers are pretty set at the position for a so while. So Villa Mob ties gets them a dart throw here in the fourth round. Yeah, I mean, it's a fourth round pick. Go for Go it. Go for it, baby. Uh, here's another one that we're just going to glance over. The 405, Treyway took – Tyler's favorite player. Treyway took Isaiah Coulter. What a waste of a pick. Yeah. That's I mean, all we have to say about that. He, like, he doesn't do anything special. Went to, but, I mean, it's a fourth he round. He went to Rhode Island. Yeah, and he was the second best player on Rhode Island. Aaron Parker's better. So <laughs> Who is on our free agent market. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not saying we're the smartest guys in the world. Oh, man. Well, 406 is a player that uh, I think could turn out to be something. Jacob Eason, uh, the quarterback for the Colts, DMAC takes him here at the 406. I like this guy way better mm-hmm. than uh, his counterpart who supposedly beat him out, Jake Fromm. Yeah. Jake. For Jacob sure. Eason transfers to Washington, has some success in the limited time he's there. Uh, he's got a much stronger arm, mm-hmm. but uh, we we you know he's a fourth round pick, so the floor is the yeah. dungeon for him. He's he's got to beat out Jacoby Brissett or another quarterback if they bring him in after Philip Rivers retires. I would I so, I liken this pick to Jared Stidham. Uh, they're drafted in a similar range, and in 2021, he has every opportunity to win the starting job if he uh, yeah. if he brings that heat. Yep. So we like to pick DMac 407 KJ Hill seventh round pick receiver. For the Mall Stars, um, he does own the career receptions record at Ohio State. Uh, right, because he's been there for six years. <laughs> seventh round pick. I don't know why he's a he's a compiler. He he was drafted ahead of uh, his teammate who was drafted earlier than him in the NFL draft. Two rounds. Two rounds earlier, and I think I even like we it both close. both feel pretty strongly about that. I think. Yeah, I, I think KJ Hill's a, a compiler. He's the definition of a compiler. Yeah, well, he 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 and did some stuff at the Senior Bowl. He flashed at the Senior Bowl a little bit, but it was a lot of dancing and stuff that you probably wouldn't see in real games. But yeah, he runs he runs a four six, has a a twenty six percentile speed score and a ninth percentile burst. Score. Yeah, he's got and has no break. He's got age. some footwork. I, I like to see them sweet feet, like Ocho Cinco likes to say. And he's six foot and one ninety six. Yikes! Okay, so. moving along. Four hundred eight. Quintez <laughs> Cephas, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. This pick that goes guy. to Team of the Iron Islands, the newly branded team owned by Austin Liberto, formerly known as Chaos is a Lattimore. He wants to be Team of the Iron Islands because what is dead may never die. And uh, I think he yeah. was in. And Trey Quinn's going to get released. Here he was soon. inspired by the the end of the last podcast, so uh, he rebrands himself in. We like it. 
Uh, and this pick I kind of liked because I had the pick right after. It's a fifth round pick. I had the pick right after him, and I had my eyes on Quintez Cephas. He, um, Jeff Okuda, who was the third overall pick in the NFL draft, I believe, yep. t- tells everyone at the combine that uh, Quintez Cephas was the best wideout that he faced in college. And he finds himself in an offense where he's basically. He's got every opportunity to win that wide receiver three Competing job. With Damian and Amendola. Yeah, that wide receiver three job in Detroit's wide open after Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Yeah. So you know, and he had some issues in college with off the field stuff. And he he ran um, really slow at the combine, but he's bursty though, dude. Did you see his burst score? Uh, I love him as like a 80, as a jump eighty seconds percent. Yeah, burst and score. dude, his highlight tape is like nice, man. I don't I don't really like to. Cup, I mean, and he was a fifth-round pick. It's not like he right. was a seventh-round pick. Or At this point, you're drafting guys who pop, and when it comes to highlight tapes and seeing things that pop, his his was nice, man. Like yeah. he's got that that body control, that toughness through contact, catching the ball in the air when he's got bodies all around him. Um, I really like that physicality of his game. I, I like the pick. Yeah, here. yeah, I, mean, I liked it. Four away, and you got a guy that's going to compete for a third on the depth yeah. part. Yeah, so. I mean, and, and it's not terrible draft capital. Uh, fifth, and Marvin Jones is going to be gone sooner or later, and yeah, he can fit that. Marvin Jones is pretty so. old, but uh, I think for yeah. 2019 or 2020, uh, Marvin yeah, Marvin Jones good. has that wide receiver two spot locked down. Absolutely, in which an offense that I can see having a huge burst from what we <laughs> saw last year with Matthew, Matthew Stafford yeah. going down. Um, if Matthew Stafford's fully healthy. Uh, wheels up for this offense, and Marvin Jones was pegged on many draft Nick Twitters as the guy to target in Dynasty. So I saw the tweet. Get get Marvin Jones on your I team. Uh, sent the offer, third round pick, probably going to be a late third round pick in 2021 for Marvin Jones, and uh, I got a bite. And I was very very yep. very excited because I didn't really have anybody after my top two guys, Odell and Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than a bunch of rookies, but those are rookies and Smokey Brown, Smokey Brown, man. Oof. Uh, he makes me nervous. I've been trying to trade him any chance I get, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. And I'm just going to keep getting 1000 yard seasons from him. Yep. <laughs> Cause they still don't have a guy who can run faster than him. They got a yeah. great route runner in Stefan Diggs, Who's going to eat up targets over the middle. I think he's their best receiver by far, but nobody runs faster than John Brown. Robert Foster. <sighs> don't Whoa. don't go there. Don't go there. Good Lord. And I'm pretty sure that they drafted him or they signed him. That came out of they nowhere. They signed him to an extension as a kick returner. One year one year deal as a He's going to be a kick returner and a gunner. But yeah. John Brown is shown that he can be a very, very productive receiver and – we know, when he's healthy, yeah. we know Josh Allen loves to chuck that rock. So um, I guess – Just isn't very good at it, but go I guess I, I'll just keep accepting my high yards per uh, reception and very, very low catch rate with, with John yep. Brown. That works for me. Works. For, I mean, it's good for – How do we get to John Brown from Quintez Cephas? Um, we went – All right, moving on. 409. Oh, we're talking about your depth chart. We're talking about your depth chart. We're talking about Marvin Jones. 409. 409. Devin Asiasi, tight end of the New England Patriots. He was a top 100 pick. This was my pick, obviously. Um, I don't have much on my depth chart after Ian Thomas, and that right there is enough to make you nervous. 
So uh, yeah. I go and get what could be the next tight end one for the Patriots in the could in be. the late fourth round. I mean, he's got a shot. He's got a 50-50 yeah, shot. Absolutely. You got guys like Matt Lacoste, um, Dalton, Dalton, Dalton Keene, who was a, a H back. He wore number twenty nine in college, so he's going to be. They're all the same guys. He's going to be the James Devlin replacement, basically. Yeah. So Devin Asiasi has a shot, man, in late fourth round as a top one hundred pick in the NFL draft. Uh, I like it. Um, there's there's some upside there. I can dig it. Shoot your shot, man. Shoot your shot. That's what the fourth round's all about. Moving along, Bryson Hopkins, the four ten. Mall stars waste another pick here. <laughs> Tyler loves himself from some uh, Rams. He wants ends. them all, dude. I think he he just wants the entire Rams offense. He traded for Robert Woods. He's got Gerald Everett. He's got Everett, right? Or is it Higby? No, he has Higby. Well, the, trust me, he has they're Higby. the same player basically. Everett and Higby. They're yeah. athletic guys who are going to get a lot of looks down the field, and that's about it. But I mean, the and then he goes and drafts another guy on that depth chart who's similar. I don't know what he's doing. Hey, man. Tyler, if you want Cooper Cup, you let me know, bro. I don't know what Tyler's doing, dude. He, he continues to amaze me. I think his pick – I think his picks can't possibly get any worse, and then he goes and surprises me. I, I'm personally calling Tyler out to come on this podcast and talk to us. About that's this. the goal. I mean, that's that's why we're doing all this, right? And he's afraid. He's, a, he's very scared. If you scared, go to church. All right, moving along. Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Wide receiver for the Bears. Balls deep. Gets him one. Dom, I like this pick, man. This guy is a speedster. 5'10", 176. Got that speedster size. He's older, which is why he's in the late fourth round, but he's got four, three, eight speed, and he's a hometown guy, man. Tulane grad. Yep. We like that. Um, and then we know we know Chicago just moved on from Taylor Gabriel, who was their speedster field stretcher. But they did get Ted Ginn, and they have Cordero Patterson. And we know how old Ted Ginn is, and we know what Cordero Patterson offers in the run game. So Darnell Mooney is the uh, the deep ball guy. I think from from Ooh. day one, I think he's a deep ball guy. He is uh, he is five ten one seventy six. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a situational guy. He's not gonna get snaps. A thin boy. He's not gonna get a lot of snaps, but he's. He's got something that the four, three, eight. nobody else on that team can offer right now. Yep. So I think we like that pick. Moving along, 412. Bad Moss, tight end. Undrafted Bad Moss. Of the Redskins. Team of the Iron Islands takes another guy in the fourth round. Um, from the Redskins. From the Redskins, yeah. The, the, I think He likes the Redskins. I think Bad Moss was a, a – he was a hype piece coming out of college, being a part of yeah. that – elite offense that we saw in LSU. Um, I really was happy for Thad Moss and seeing him struggle through injuries after he transferred from NC state was tough. Uh, but he, he pushed through him and he stayed with it. And I think he, he was rewarded in the fact that he won a national championship, but mm-hmm. for some reason he was not rewarded in getting any draft capital, which I, I thought really sucked. Yeah. And that depth chart is something else. Who's on the depth chart. Um, I know Jeremy Sprinkle, I think, is the starter. Yeah. And they have Caleb Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling it up. It's not It's not very great. No. Uh, is Vernon Davis still there? Uh, I don't think so. He might be. All right. Let's see here. Jeremy Sprinkle, Logan Thomas, hmm. Richard Rogers, Hale, Hale Hentges, 
Caleb Wilson and Marcus Ball and Thad Moss. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Thad Moss come out on top, at least, you know, first or second guy on the depth chart. But do we really want a tight end tethered to Dwayne Haas? Yeah, this this team, the Redskins, seem like they are trending towards a total offensive rebuild, man. And I do not like the way that this offense is going. No. They don't have anybody on their team who's a true like superstar. Uh, Terry McLaurin's nice; like he he produced in the face of being. He's also old as hell. Being the only guy on the depth chart, he got he he did some stuff last year. Uh, but he's not he's not a superstar. Like the, this team is. I mean, man, he's almost twenty five. This, like- this team needs a guy, and I think next year we're going to see them take an offensive superstar. Early in the first round, I think this could be the landing spot for a Justin Fields or yeah. or a Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence or uh, yeah, definitely could see them taking a quarterback if Dwayne Haskins doesn't. You know, we could see we could out. see Jam- who also beat out Joe Burrow. So we could we could that. see Jamar Chase in a Redskins uniform next year. Um, yeah, I I we could see uh, uh Sewell Penne. Penne Sewell. Same thing. It's all it's all the same, man. It is. They're both no names. Yeah. Well, moving along. Can't talk about the Redskins. Right, DPJ. I'm getting, I'm getting really uh, oh, depressed no. here talking about the Redskins. All right. So that was the fourth round. Moving along to the fifth round. Gabriel Davis, wide receiver of the Bills. Trey Way takes him with the 501. Um, don't know a lot about this dude, but I guess he could be their big possession receiver if the team ever passes the ball more than 10 times a game. So yeah, <laughs> not a whole lot there. Uh, five hundred two. Go go ahead. DPJ. Go, go ahead. Five hundred two. Donovan Donovan Peoples Jones, wide receiver of the Browns. Uh, Chad takes him here in the early fifth. Um, the number one wide receiver in the country coming out of high school. So I remember coming out of high school. I was like, man, there's something there. Uh, I think he's got a lot of untapped potential, being tied to Shea Patterson and uh, some other dudes who are not doing anything probably mm-hmm. uh working for an insurance firm right now and uh he had a lot of talent in that michigan wolverines wide receiver room to overcome Tariq black Tariq black we really like um who's the other guy they got another guy nico collins yes so he it's not like this dude was just on an island and he was just under underperforming like he was there he was a kick returner and punt returner all three years, and I think he he produced pretty well there. But the film on him is pretty bad. Like he, it's bad. It is bad. He's got poor feet, even with the quarterback. Even with the quarterback, yeah, he's play. got poor awareness, poor feet. He can't really find the zone. He can't beat press coverage at all. Uh, but well, we'll see how he develops there with two of the best wide receivers I, I in the league, Jarvis. He might just he might just be Robert Foster. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got two of the best guys in the league to learn from Jarvis and Odell. Yeah. So maybe he can, you know, get underneath their wing and, and pick some things up and get his shit together because he's got a lot of upside. Um, yep. But we'll see. 503, John Hightower, uh, wide receiver from the Eagles. Team Schaefer wastes another pick here. This guy is is basically my weight, but he's 6'2", the lowest BMI in the class. Uh, he's got some speed, but I would hope he has some speed being that slight. Um, John, you got anything to offer here? Um, I think it's a dart throw, trying to get the guy 
between him and Quez Watkins, trying to get the guy. I don't know, man. To replace Deshaun Jackson, I just, and I think Quez Watkins is faster. So I I put my money on Quez Watkins. He was picked four picks after this one. So I just think Team Schaefer mailed in this entire draft, and I want to personally call him out because I think he needs to bring it this year if he wants to uh, if he wants to make any noise because he doesn't have a lot of picks. So we're really looking at a team who needs to enter the total rebuild mode. Um, so yeah. Team Schaefer, you're being put on watch, son. You need to step it up. Five oh four. I'm at five oh four. Albert Okebunum. That's that. That was pretty good. I, I I've seen this name a lot. I mean, it's not been practice. It's not like we have just started hearing about Alberto in 2020. Um, nope. He he was wide, widely regarded as the number one tight end. If he Last if he would have came out in the 2019 class. Yep. Um. But then he stays in school for whatever reason, and Drew Locke leaves, and yeah, bad there were reports that he was just very uninterested. And oh God. Damn. For for the for the reasons unknown, he was very bad in 2020 or 2019 and fell to the late fourth round, I want to say. The 412. Fourth round, so kind of early in the fourth round. That's Ian Thomas range. Um to the Denver Broncos who wanted to get as sucks that he's behind Noah Fant, but yeah, Noah Fant's an exciting guy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got some upside, I think. And he was drafted last yeah. year. But Alberto, didn't he run like a four four nine? Yep, ninety ninth percentile. Ninety ninth percentile. Forty yard dash and speed score. He's a he's he's a freak, man. And and six six two fifty eight. I loved Alberto. I love me some Alberto. Me in 20, too. Twenty eighteen. Um, but he went back to school and screwed himself. So we'll see what happens. Yep. He's, he's stuck on a depth chart behind the guy who's actually. Yeah. Probably more athletic than he, he is. He was handpicked, though. He was handpicked by uh, Drew Locke. John Elway called up Drew Locke and said, yeah. "Tell me about Albert O." And I, Drew Locke. I, I think you might feel. I think you might see some more twelve personnel for the Broncos. Get them both on the yeah, field. Man, twelve personnel, man. That's a that's a buzzword this this summer. Is twelve personnel? You can't. You won't be able to stop both of them. No, probably not. I wouldn't want to. And you have Sutton and Judy on the outsides. Like you have two guys that can play on the outside. I wouldn't want to guard him. Um, moving along here, we're going to skip right over this pick. 505, Jake Fromm to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Jamie, I think this was Jamie's first pick of the draft. Jake Fromm. I think it was. I don't know if anybody watched LSU in the SEC championship game, but this was the worst quarterback play I've ever seen in my entire life, in my recent memory, was Jake Fromm in that game. So uh, just a total waste of a pick here. Um, There's no way he's – even if Josh Allen – uh, retires after the 2020 season. Jake Fromm will never be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, moving along, 506. Joe Reed is your boy, wide receiver yeah. of the Chargers. Fifth round pick. Fifth round pick, not a seventh round pick. Nope. Tell us. I think. Tell us about Joe Reed. I mean, the depth chart's not very good. So I think from day one, he is probably the best kick returner, punt returner in the class. Yeah. So I think that's his way to get on the field immediately. Yeah. Um. I think he. I think the depth chart is not very thick, so he'll have a chance to be the wide receiver three. He's very dynamic. He's a big dude. Another guy looks like a running back. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was super excited. That's that's who I won in the fifth round. I'm like, I, I I want at least one guy, and that that was Joe. Gets that AJ Brown size comp, being mm-hmm. six. That's two of them I got six on my team foot now. Two twenty plus. 
like that. You like to see it. Tell me about his uh, <laughs> his yards per catch uh, in 2019, though. That's sick. It's not good. Uh, he went from 18. He's also on a not great team. He went from 18 yards per catch in 2018 to 8.8 yards per catch in 2019 while leading the team in receptions. Um, do you want to talk about Olamide Zacchaeus? How was his yards per, te- yards per catch? That's my guy, man. That's my guy. <laughs> I know. It's my guy, too. Olamide. Olamide. And I think it's just the offense that they're on mm-hmm. doesn't really. Yeah, I mean, Joe Reed's got every opportunity in the world after Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So yeah. that's your dart. Fifth round pick in the fifth round. So I'm like, I'll go for it. He's dynamic. He's going to be the kick returner and the punt returner. That's your dart, man. You got to throw it. Yep. And then Quez Watkins was another Moving one. along to the, the 507, Quez Watkins, he takes another interesting wide receiver. Tell me about Quez Watkins. I mean, I, I think that, like, like I said, between John Hightower and Quez Watkins, they were both seen to be the field stretcher, the Deshaun Jackson replacement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's faster than John Hightower is. Four three five um, coming out of Southern Miss. I mean, like in in the fifth round, you're going for guys yeah. that have upside. I mean, he's fast. Absolutely. So, all right, let's let's switch into overdrive here. Let's go into rapid fire with these last eight or so picks. I'm going to say the pick, and you just blurt out to me the first thing that comes to your mind. <laughs> five oh eight, Dalton Keene, tight end, New England Patriots, Banana Republic takes him. Uh, meh could be could be the starting tight end, but could not be. Could I think you said James Devlin replacement? Yeah, that's yep. Five hundred nine. JJ Taylor, running back, New England Patriots, goes to DMAC. Very very poor man's James White. Five ten. Won't ever won't ever be James. Five ten. Jamichael Hasey, running back for the Forty ers Saggy selects. It's a Forty er running back. That's what he is. He fits that profile perfectly. 5'11", James Robinson, running back for the Jaguars. Balls deep. Interesting upside. Could be the backup. Could be the starter in two years when Fournette leaves. Saggy selects with another pick. 5'12", Jeff Thomas, wide receiver, New England Patriots. Uh, Really high recruit. uh, Very athletic. Smaller guy, but did really well against LSU and a lot of off-the-field issues. It's a dart throw at the 5'12". It's a dart throw. Banana Republic with the 513, a comp pick for Gronk retiring before he came back. Harrison Bryant, tight end of the Browns. He uh, won the Mackey Award, I believe. And I think that he's the replacement for Austin Hooper whenever he's gone. Very good. Uh, team of the Iron Islands, 514, James Prochet, wide receiver for the Ravens. Uh, is going to compete with Duvernay and Sneed for the slot position. I think he's more of a pure slot than he is like an upside slot guy like Duvernay is. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also really good. I thought he was going to go to the Cowboys to replace Randall Cobb. He looked so. like such a Cowboy, man, he, even yeah. being from Dallas. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll see. 515, uh, Savan Ahmed running back for the 49ers, team of the Iron Islands. Um, he was undrafted and not very athletic. So, I mean, I think Jermichael Hitz is a much better player. Yeah, trash pick. Last pick of the draft. So, yeah. what can you say? The 515. Mr. Irrelevant. I think last year Mr. Irrelevant was Scotty Miller. How do you feel about that? Nice. Yeah, son. I think Scotty Miller is better than Savon Ackman. Yeah, me too. 
<laughs> oh boy. Well, we made it through, John. We did it, dude. Entire five round rookie draft we recapped on this podcast. What are we gonna do yeah. now that we don't have a draft um, to follow? We uh go for that trade episode that we're doing with Mason and then go through team breakdowns. I think, I think that episode and... is going to be our best yet. I think <laughs> I, I, I'm ready for that one and Man, I'm ready for the team. Mason breakdown. is coming with that fire, dude. You hear me? Mason wanted he it. He called, called it out. Shot, dude. That episode, look out for it. We're probably going to release it around the same time next week. Um, it'll probably be a midweek release. Our midweek episodes are uh, doing very well compared to our weekend release episodes. Huh. Yeah. Strange thing. We got like 26 listens to our last episode, which is a Wednesday release. Hi. So, and, and then I, I saw, because it gives you the demographic of who's listening, um, one person listened between the age of 28 and 35. Hello. So we're, re- That's we're, our we're reaching out, listen. man. We're reaching out. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think I'm going to start like advertising the podcast. Just, just getting the word out there. I might create a Twitter account for it. Just, you, you know, go. just, Hey, all these guys I follow on Twitter. Uh, I listen to their opinions. I don't like their opinions. Y'all, uh, I'll give my little, give, give our little podcast a listen. We'll work on getting a uh, a fantasy host. Yeah. Or co-host. We got it, dude. We got the co-host and assistant to the co-host. Yeah. That's our thing. So we could probably get we could probably get Ray Garvin on here. Ray Garvin is a name. <laughs> I like his stuff, dude. I was listening to his Devi episode today. He's, 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 he's got yeah. good stuff. He's good at Devi. Yeah. So... To wrap things up, what was your favorite pick of these last two rounds? Um, we can go ahead and just agree on this, that it was Adam Troutman. Troutman. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a, a second-round pick in a lot of mock drafts I saw, and he lasts all yeah. the way to the 401. Especially being like a, a New Orleans draft, it was weird that he fell so I late. agree. It was a great pick by Trey. I was trying to get that pick aggressively. Um, least favorite pick, uh, I said Coulter. It was like so, it was a early. Uh, Coulter was like the four hundred five, so that's kind of early. You still got guys on the board who were drafted yeah. in the top one hundred, and you pick a guy yeah. who's probably never really going to do anything in the NFL as a uh, nah. as a Houston Texan, at least. And I said uh, Thad Moss because he wasn't even Thad drafted. Moss was not drafted. So I mean, oh man, this was fun, dude. Bold prediction? Do you have a bold prediction? I have a bold prediction. I'll let you go first with your bold prediction from these two rounds. Um, mine's. I have two of them. One's really not that hot. I don't think I have. Uh, that Harrison Bryant is going to be the Brown starter in twenty twenty three. Um, the other one is that Jamichael Hasty has one RB one week this year. One, just one. At least, at one. least one. I like that. That gives me some hope. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I think. Based on what the 49ers have done, he they don't really care who you are. If you're the hot hand, you're the hot That's hand. Right. And I think he fits that blocking seam and everything perfectly. Raheem Mostert is 28, and Matt yeah, Brady's gone. I know, but those are the caliber of guys that they turn into fantasy yeah, stuff. Raheem Mostert's 28. Kevin Coleman's 27. Let's do it. Jarek McKinnon has no knees. There you go. I wanted Jamichael yeah, that, that was That was my guy. So, in the fifth round. Got him with the 5'10", I think, something like that. 
Anyway, my yeah. bold prediction for these last two rounds is that KJ Hill is going to beat out Joe Reed for that wide receiver three spot. Ooh. Joe Reed is going to be a lifelong special teams guy. I think he's going to carve out. Yeah, which is he's going to carve be, out yeah. a great role as a special teams specialist. Like he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be the next. <laughs> uh, uh, what's the guy from the Patriots who made he made a lot of money? Matthew yeah, Slater. Slater. He's a Slater, man. He's yeah. got that Slater ability. I, I could definitely and KJ see that. Hill, he's got some sweet feet, a lot like Keenan Allen. I think he's going to relate to Keenan yeah. Allen a lot in that offense, and he's going to learn from him. And I think he's going to be the wide receiver three in that offense. There you go. So, wrap things up here. We got a, a, a guest question that we ask all our guests, and uh, you kind of took it and ran with it this week. I guess I'll give my guy next week. <laughs> Who is your guy on your team that you'll stand forever, but he really has no shot at ever becoming anything and probably should be dropped? Uh, I, I'm probably I'm going to say Richie James. Um, I don't think he should be dropped because I think anytime he gets an opportunity, he actually does really well, and he's one of those other guys. He's a, a really good special teamer. Um, I just think he scored the first touchdown of the season for the 49ers last year. And I think he's on a team that has a lot of slot receivers. And if he doesn't change teams, I don't think he's really going to be any fantasy starter that can start confidently. Yeah, ever. I'm with you. But he's a really good player. Um, I'm looking at the show sheet and you have another guy's name there that <laughs> it really raised my eyebrow because this is a guy who yeah. I think you have a lot of faith in, uh, I really do, but it's another thing about the special teams. I think that he – it's Justin Watson, and I think on the team that he's on right now, he kind of is similar in skill sets with Godwin and Evans. Like, he's a bigger guy. He's got a lot of long speed, not as so much quick, um, but he's really, really good on special teams, and I think that his value just might be more in special teams, and they might view somebody like Scotty Miller or Tyler Johnson who doesn't play special teams as much. Um, to be the actual wide receiver. I think he's a super good athlete and a really, really good profile, but I don't know if him on the Buccaneers is the best place for him to be. So he was already behind Scotty Miller on the depth chart just because of what he does, what he brings to the offense. He can't, he can't do what Scotty Miller does, albeit Scotty Miller's a lot. And the Tyler Johnson yeah. pick, I think, was a death sentence for Justin Watson. I, th- I don't think he's ever going to do anything for the Buccaneers. Uh, and right. I think you, you should just cross your fingers that he goes somewhere uh, when his exactly. rookie contract goes up. I mean, that happens to players. Like, have, David Njoku, it's the same way. Like, something happened and he needs to go somewhere else because he's a freak. You like David Njoku? He's still a thing? Is he cool. still a thing? He's still he's still a thing. Trust me, I still follow him on Instagram, and he is cut up. I have the two best looking tight ends in the league, John John Owen, David Njoku. Let's go. Brand new Lamborghini, fuck a cop car. Put a pistol on my hip like I'm a cop. Have you ever met a real nigga rock star? This ain't no guitar, bitch. This a clock. My Glock told me to promise you gon' squeeze me. All right, guys, there you have it. Another show down this Wednesday, episode four. I like these midweek episodes. They're really fun. Break the week up pretty well. 
Episode 5 coming to you soon. It's going to be the hottest episode yet. We got Mason Bonanno coming on the show. He's he's like he's fired up about this and he's been telling me about all the shit he's going to reveal about this person and that person and I'm frankly super excited for this episode so stay tuned. It's coming soon. Um it's probably going to come a lot sooner than later just because we're so pumped up about it. Uh, thanks for tuning into the show. Y'all stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive, smile at a stranger, and don't forget, love is the answer. Y'all have a good one. Thanks.